Cinnamon Fino is brought to you by BarkBox. BarkBox is a great way to spoil your pet at an affordable price. Sign up, and every month you'll get a fresh box of treats and chew toys, all specifically matched to your dog's size, weight, and health. Go to www.barkbox.com slash to get one month of free goodies on a multi-length plan. That's $35 worth of presents for your pup just for signing up at www.barkbox.com slash Welcome back to Cinema Vino. Thank oh, you guys hey. for joining hey. us. We've got Travis Budd. On the ones and twos. Sean Jordan. On the threes and fours. And my name is Todd Wofford, and I play exclusively the trash symbol. <laughs> so enjoy that. Trash symbol. Uh, Taylor Owens not with us this week. Um, he is. He was engaged in the extreme sport of where they jump out of the plane. They throw the parachute out, and then the person jumps after it. But it turns out he was a seat cushion and not a parachute, so it was a hard landing in a giant landfill. So, But sometimes the seat cushions also inflate like a life preserver. They do become a flotation device, which yeah. is handy. Yeah. So He's I, so bulgy. He's like a moose. But some garbage broke his fall, and he's doing good. No, I saw some elk the other week. Oh, no, yeah. Nice. Great. Smoky Mountains. This is great patter. <laughs> great patter. <laughs> but again, it's the Australian art form of pata. Banta. Banta. We got banta. Down under. Um... <laughs> so our summer chaos continues with Black Sheep. This was Taylor's pick. Um, this is the second movie Taylor's picked out that he's uh, left us out to dry mm-hmm. on. Is that right? I think this <laughs> this is convenient that I'm watching Black Sheep that this is probably the one to bail out on. To be fair, I missed out on Clue. Uh, so we're talking about Black Sheep. Uh, but first, we'll talk about what we're drinking here. Um, we are drinking the Olivares Rosé, which is a... Rosé of Garnacha from Spain. A little bit of background about this and how they make rosé. So in rosé... Let me test my wine knowledge. Mm -hmm. They peel the grapes. What they do actually is they press the grapes. They press the skin off the grapes pretty early in the process of the making, the bottling the wine, which essentially most of the color in grapes is derived from the skin. skin. Yeah. So it drains the color out of it. Yeah. That's a correct, Todd. That's exactly what I have on my three by five note card. <laughs> That's handy. Yeah. And that, that beautiful cursive. Yeah. Flashcards. Mm-hmm. I made it myself. Yeah. They say cursive. Is that double sided? Yeah. No. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. Eight font. Oh. Hmm. And that's a that's my favorite size. Um, Comic Sans. <laughs> So, yeah, that removes a lot of the color. Um, misconceptions about I know we've talked about this before, but it never hurts if you're, if you're coming in pretty recent to the podcast talk about it. Uh, people mis- have misconceptions that rosé is sweet. By and large, rosés are dry. Tart. Or off dry, yes. Um, people often, uh, they're prejudicial because of white Zinfandel, white Merlot, which tend to be sweet, tend to be old lady bingo wines. So low alcohol. Um, Old Lady Bingo Wines would be a great band. It would be. <laughs> yeah, there's at least one mandolin in that band somewhere. <laughs> it set a fire in your mom's panty. <laughs> and so basically like the misconception. Did you say set a fire in your mom's panties? <laughs> did you not watch the movie? <laughs> I, I did, but I deleted a lot of it from my brain. Gary Busey, man. It's <laughs> the only reason Taylor picked this. <laughs> That's very true. Got them teeth. Taylor has met Gary Busey. Yeah. So there's that. Sorry. Are they, <laughs> not, are they not pals? Are they not like oh, yeah. pen pals? Yeah. Uh, Gary Busey, who appears in the movie, is at least a C-minus celebrity. He's on the C-list somewhere. A-list in our hearts. Yes. 
<laughs> um, so anyway, yeah, but rosés generally are going to be on the drier, more refreshing sides. Um, sometimes they're made from single varietals like Pinot Noir, Tempranillo, Syrah. A lot of times they're blended of multiple grapes, um, like uh, Cote de Rhone style. Though you'll see multiple different grapes put together. But generally they're going to be, you know, drier. They'll have some fruit flavors, but they're not going to be particularly sweet, if that makes sense. They'll have fruit, but not sweetness. Um, a lot of floral. You'll see grassy notes, hay notes, um, sometimes even some earthiness. Um, this particular one is 100% Grenache. This hails from the Jumila region of southeastern Spain, which is one of the biggest wine regions in Spain. Uh, you'll commonly see Garnacha, Monastrell, and Tempranillo made in that area. Now, keep me honest. Isn't Spain also, isn't Cava a rosé from Spain? Cava is going to be bubbly a rose. style of bubbly, yeah. So, but that's, it'll, that can be white or rosé. Okay. Um, and that's going to be a different region. That's actually going to be closer to Barcelona, um, northeast. And yeah, it's going to be different grapes. They they <laughs> rattle them off. Geography. Yeah. Don't it, they get the wind off the sea, off the ocean? Comes in, cools them down the uh, grapes. You're going to see that more in like the Portuguese area. Okay, I didn't know what I was talking about. I was just <laughs> going to think you'd go for it. Spain doesn't get wet. Mm-mm. It's blocked by Portugal. You, you know what? Big old mountains. I don't catch. I don't appreciate your your tone. <laughs> I don't appreciate your sarcasm, Mister. Um, you will see some of the wines over there by the Mediterranean. You'll see wines growing over there in that area that'll get a little bit more climate. You know what it is? It's it's the rain. Mm-hmm. It's the rain. It's the water. It's the good. rain in Spain that falls mainly <laughs> on the plain. Is that Olympia beer? Has, yeah. it has, it's tagline. It's the water. Yeah, it's <laughs> mythical artesian well. Honestly, whatever that is. That's the big difference for beer is water. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they in do, love. Yeah. In love. Sixth that's ingredient. That's what makes a Subaru a Subaru. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, uh, anyway. So having been to Spain, it's like I can tell you that like Spain is very common. Like when you're there, they have a lot of wines, very cheap. You can go to a store and get three dollar, four dollar bottle. That you were gonna say when you're there, your family. (laughs) Spain is a lot like the Olive Garden on a big (laughs) national scale. By the way, I've been to Spain. As tu familia. Yeah. (laughs) Let Uh, it be known that as Todd says, I've been to Spain. He's drinking uh, his Grenache with his pinky up the whole time. Very fancy. And he's better than you. <laughs> Think I, of the Volturi meme from uh, from Twilight, where Michael Sheen's like looking down at you. That's, that's Todd right now. <laughs> I would never say that to your face. No. I, 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 feel I never it, knew though. that screenshot was from Twilight, but that kind of makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It fits. Um, Grenache, you say? Mm-hmm. So, yeah. I mean, you'll see a lot of like good budget wines. Spain and Portugal are great places to get good, affordable wines. They're not bad. They're they're all about the everyday, easy drinking wines. Oh, the the wine that goes the most in our house is like a Vino Verde mm-hmm. from Portugal. Mm-hmm. It's like 10 bucks. Mm-hmm. It's delicious. And yeah, I mean, that's we love that when we, were, when we were there of like you could just go and buy a bottle and just sit somewhere and just drink it and just enjoy the day. You know, it's just a, just a nice world over there, you know. Uh, I've started using a milk frother on my wine. <laughs> To aerate it, my box wine. That's genius. <laughs> yeah. Well, I saw it on uh, on Instagram. This gal did it with her like uh, tequila, and it just makes it taste like fresher somehow. It doesn't enhance the flavor necessarily. It's just like was she just drinking it straight or was she? Yeah, making- just straight. It's like if you have like water sitting by your bed, and then you wake up in the morning, you take a sip, you're like, mm, that's kind of flat, stale yeah. and flat. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can reactivate it, and it does the exact same thing with my shitty uh, box wine. Sometime on this podcast, I want us to do a Pepsi challenge with a bunch of nightstand water. See which is fresh and see which has been. been how do you re- how do you create nightstand water? <laughs> Leave it overnight. Yeah, but then once you, uh, so, I am 
intrigued by this. I'm yeah. into it. Some of it's going to be aerated and some of it's going to be not. We're going yeah. to sip it. And if anything, we're going to drink it until it's gone. Actually, I, oh, that's definitely Pepsi. I'd a thousand percent <laughs> like to do a, uh, a box wine challenge. And we have one that's frothed and one that's not. Well, sometimes you can tell. Eventually, we're all going to be frothed. Mm. All right. box Pe- Pepsi challenge. But one is a box wine. One is box wine that's frothed. One is a nice bottled wine. One is like a uh, medium grade. And as a palate cleanser, nightstand water. Ooh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the staler, the better. <laughs> this one's dusty. It's got a hair in it. It's like, is, that, is that a fly? This, this is a, a Southpaw hair. That's, that's not good. That's, that's down south. Southpaw just means left. Yeah. Well, this one came the left old. of what? <laughs> south of the border. That's what I meant. <laughs> oh, you mean a downtown, a downtown hair? Yeah. Yeah. Oh my gosh. The curly hairy. Yeah. This, yeah. This, this, this is Ecuadorian. Them's mine. Okay. What so, about, what else about the wine? What, what movie are we even doing? Um, so, okay. Garnacha, you said. Garnacha, yeah. So, rose is a great food pair. One of the best food pairs of all wines. It's, it's like anything. It's obviously a summertime wine because you can drink it chill, but you can also do it with barbecue wines like burgers, brats, pizza. I mean, you could do it with nachos. You could do it. I mean, obviously, first choice for all those for me is going to be beer. I'd rather do beer. But if you're doing a wine, rosé is the way to go. You can do it with pizza. You can do it with fried chicken. You can do it with any of that stuff. Pool day rosé? Yeah. Great. Yes. Yeah. Pairs well with chlorine. Yeah. Should it, you know, a drop get in your glass. <laughs> if you're floating in the pool, rosé is just the yep. way to go. It's awesome. And then if you're, like, swimming and there's a bunch of kids, too, just a drop of urine. <laughs> Sets <laughs> off the whole thing. Just a pinch of urine. Yep. One careful drop. Yeah. But make sure it's been aerated, though. Make sure it's been... I, just, I like to froth it. Just, yeah, make sure, it's, <laughs> make sure it's nice and frothed. Yeah. It's one little... <laughs> <laughs> I want... Keep keep both those sound effects ready. We may need those later. <laughs> <laughs> Which, I mean, fits into the discussion of our movie. We are talking about Black Sheep. Um, this movie came out in 1996. Let me go to my notes. 96? I thought it was 98. Maybe I'm lying sack of shit. 98? I thought it was 94. <laughs> Rector. Oh, um, in 96. Yeah, I read it wrong. Harley newer. <laughs> uh, Black Sheep came out February 2nd, 1996. This is one year after the surprise hit Tommy Boy. This grossed $32.4 million worldwide. I looked everywhere and I could not find a budget figure for it. So I'm guessing they're not real proud of how much they spent on this thing. Mm. Yeah. There was there were some VFX. Yeah. There, there was were some CGI in this movie. Exactly. Um, if I had to guess the budget, I would say we're in somewhere in the twenty million dollar range. Mm. That's about what I would figure the and, budget. And what did it net? Uh, Thirty-two. Okay. So respectable. Yeah. Yeah. This was directed by Penelope Spheris, who also directed Wayne's World, and written by Fred Ward, who at the time was the head writer for Saturday Night Live. I was gonna say this was produced by Lauren Michaels, wasn't mm-hmm. it? This was executive right. produced by Lauren Michaels. Fred Ward. Mm-hmm. Who's the guy that's in Tremors? And they're also a Fred Ward. Ah, oh, you have to look it's that with up. With Kevin Bacon. That guy's name is Ward, but I think it's something else. Um, so film stars uh, Chris Farley, David Spade, and their second and final feature feature film together. Uh, Farley would pass away from a cocaine overdose late the next year. Fred Ward? Maybe we have to confirm that that's him. Okay. I thought, didn't they do another movie where they were... Um, God, what was the movie where they were like chasing Lewis and Clark? Or they were in front of Lewis and Clark? You're thinking of uh, Matthew Perry. Is that Matthew Perry? I think that was Matthew oh, yeah, Perry and Chris Farley. And Chris yeah. Farley? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think that was David Spade. Farley's movies, late movies, blurred together. Yeah, yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Um, So when this movie went into production, uh, Farley was presented with uh, the cable guy, 
as a potential script, and he was interested in doing it. I almost pulled the trigger on it until Jim Carrey got a hold of the script and decided he wanted to do it. I don't and think so, he would have been a good cable guy. Mm-mm. And so the studio, once they saw Jim Carrey's name attached to it, they went running for him instead, which means that Chris Farley was at, without a movie. And so Spade showed him this script, and because Farley owed Paramount one more movie on his initial two-picture deal, he'd done Tommy Boy, he signed on to this one uh, reluctantly. He, he was not enthused to be in this movie. And both... As a writer, Fred Wolf. Wolf. Why do I have Ward? Maybe I was thinking Fred Because you're Ward. thinking Tremors. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking yeah. of a better movie. <laughs> Fred, Fred Wolf. Wolf. Okay. okay, and I wrote Fred Ward. So, so do yeah. you think Chris Farley doing this movie is kind of like if Tim Allen had done... Um, Oh, what's the fucking movie with JTT that Chevy Chase did? Oh, Man of the House. Man of the House. Yeah. Kind of that, similar, that yeah. same, it would have been that same like, There's career a few. choice. It was like Ed Norton and the Italian Job remake where he had, didn't have any choice. Like he he owed, I think that was Paramount also, he owed them another movie. And it was just like. Brutal Par- Paramount's just. Yeah. And it was like, well, you know, he couldn't pick out a movie that he wanted to do with him. So eventually they were like, no, fuck it. You're doing this one, whether you want to or not. You you mean, or we're going to sue the, your ass off. <laughs> Huh. So Ed Norton being the Italian job, he did not want to be in that movie. Uh, Farley did not want to be in this movie, but he felt like just to get him out of that contract, he appeared in it anyway. Um, so both Farley and Spade would bash this movie after it came out and said that they regretted being in it. Um, I regretted watching it. <laughs> the plot is a cousin, kind of a distant cousin to Tommy Boy, Tim Matheson, who was in Animal House, which is obviously an inspiration for this generation of SNL stars, including Farley, who held Belushi up as an idol. Uh, Tim Matheson plays a polished politician who's running for the governor of Washington. Farley is his idiot brother, which I do not believe for a second these two people came from the same parents <laughs> at all. <laughs> Farley is his idiot brother whose gaffes and pratfalls are a PR nightmare. As a result, Matheson's character hires a wormy careerist played by David Spade to handle Farley and pull him away from the limelight until at least after the election. Uh, the result is a bunch of slapstick, slapstick shenanigans in which Farley simply cannot stay out of trouble. But we also see that he has a heart of gold and loves his brother. Um, so that's what I have for notes. I'm curious to see what you guys thought. Have both of you guys seen this before? Yes. Yeah, on probably one of the millionth times that it had run on Comedy Central. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they they beat this like a dead horse yes. on cable. <laughs> so well, They sucked it for all it's worth. Yeah, indeed they did. Whew. And, I mean, to quote Wayne's World, it certainly does suck. <laughs> So, but I don't want to ruin my opinions. Sean, you go first. Uh, Well, I do just want to provide the context of why Taylor picked this movie is because they were talking about Black Sheep on the Always Sunny podcast, like um, maybe the the week whenever we were drawing names. And I remember we were like he and I both listened to the, the Always Sunny podcast and they were talking about how Tommy Boy was like such a good movie. And then Black Sheep was just like. Ugh. Yeah, just it not. It was a kind of, <laughs> but it it's like how you can have that same like cast for one movie mm-hmm. and just have such completely different um, results. I don't know. This movie is just I, in honor of this movie. I voted today. Yeah, I'll have you know? There you go. Mm. Uh, the big difference between Oklahoma and Washington apparently is Oklahoma. Our polling places are churches, mm-hmm. <laughs> and there it's just somebody's driveway. Yeah. Just like a cardboard box looking thing, like plywood and old lady with a Subaru and it's it's her garage. Yeah. This is the second mention of Subaru in this podcast. I know. Huh. Plugs. Plugs, plugs, plugs. Cinema Vino is brought to you by Subaru. God, I wish. <laughs> Can you imagine? Yeah. 
Have you tried the new Solterra? <laughs> the all-electric Subaru. If we were sponsored by Quiznos and so Subaru, I'd be ready to retire. <laughs> Quiznos get, and Big Red. Get that Outback money and get that freaking Black Forest ham money. <laughs> you know? Black Forest Outback money. Send those macadamia Ooh. cut nut cookies through the... the uh, Are we getting sponsored oh, by Outback done. Steakhouse? Ooh. That, that's like... You said Outback. And you meant the Subaru Outback. Subaru Outback. Oh. Can you eat a Bloomin' Onion in the Subaru Outback? Oh, you sure can. Outback? Yeah. Have uh, the Outback in the Outback? Yeah. And you could even do it in Australia. Your car would smell delightful after mm. going to work on that Bloomin' Onion. <laughs> yeah. I'd keep a little of the sauce just like in the cup holder and leave it out in the sun. When you buy an Outback, my entire car, the air freshener is actually just Bloomin' Onion. Yeah. That's a good way to, to go on a hallucination trip is leave <laughs> that stuff in your car for yeah. about two weeks. Well, I don't need it. I just leave it in there <laughs> so it can keep warming just in the sun. Got to keep it warm. So take, this take those vapors it's in. solar power. Black Sheep movie podcast. Oh, <laughs> uh, God. What is there to say about this movie? What were they it's, talking about it on the podcast? How bad it was. Oh, they were to, they were just talking about how, like, two do very similar movies back to back. And, like, one has such significant recognition and the other one doesn't. Mm-hmm. Do you think they listen to our podcast? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. yeah. We're everywhere. Definitely. The, can we put a hashtag there? What's their podcast called? Always Sunny. Mm-hmm. Oh. The, uh, the Always, Always Sunny, Sunny podcast? podcast, yeah, <laughs> starring uh, Glenn Howerton, Rob McElhaney, yep, I know Char- both those names, Charlie Day. Yes, Charlie Day. That I want to, I understand that one. <laughs> Pacific Rim. Uh huh. Yeah. And, and if they don't listen to our podcast, they're big fans now. Yep. <laughs> Hashtag. <laughs> um. So. I mean, what is there to say? This movie is um, very thin on plot. It is very big on. Pratt Falls, I mm-hmm. guess. Yeah. Uh, you kind of nailed it. Is there's not much substance to this movie. It's mm-hmm. just sort of a, um, it's like drinking a diet coke. Yeah. It's like yeah, just one calorie. I, it's just one calorie, and I just spent an hour and a half that could have been spent on 350 calories. <laughs> but you know what? This technically filled the same amount of time. Mm-hmm. Um, same amount of liquid. Yeah, it was. It was kind of a cool. I mean, I thought it was interesting, kind of looking back at like the. Seattle music scene mm-hmm. in the 90s and kind of like seeing it in mud honey. real time kind of. Yeah, Mud Honey, yeah. just yeah. like performing live. Yeah. Um, God. It's a time capsule. It's a time capsule. This mm-hmm. It's not even a time capsule. This movie is, is going to run on replay every week mm-hmm. because it fills time. It does. It is a movie that I watched because I needed to watch a movie. Mm-hmm. It's, and a, it's a movie I that takes up space. did that. Um, there's no real rhyme or reason to any of it. Mm-hmm. It reminds Gary Busey's in it. Yeah, inexplicably. Probably not Best even acting. <laughs> he, he showed up on set. He just one showed day. up the grenade launcher, and they just had the cameras on. <laughs> yeah, he's just a Vietnam vet that just. Yeah. It, does he have random war flashbacks? I don't know. Yeah, he just happened to fight Chris Farley, and that's just what was in there. Yeah, he's got all the Bruce Lee movies on Laserdisc, though. No, oh, pretty Laserdisc. Dope. Yeah, he can hang out in his bus. And he's got a pretty. Sweet okay, that is a sweet bus. Mm-hmm. couch. And a pretty big TV. Yeah. Landmines. Yeah. Exactly. A big-ass satellite dish. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, he was living the dream. Yeah. Honestly, this... come to think of that, that could probably go for like $1.2 in Washington right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's prime real estate. That's prime real estate. In the <laughs> woods? Yeah. Connecting with nature? Mm-hmm. Telling you, and man. Connecting with Busey. I mean, if, if, you're, if you're around Busey, you're kind of automatically around nature. He so, got a free car? Nowadays, uh, that's actually called a schoolie. It's like a school bus that's been converted into a camper. Mm-hmm. Nice. It's called a schoolie. Interesting. That's a thing. <laughs> uh, what a time to be alive. What a time to be alive, you know? Um, this did remind me kind of a little bit of like the old school, like Three Stooges, uh, you know, kind of slapstick deals where it's like the plot is kind of there, but it's mainly just for the 
just to watch them get their it's it's there because you, you technically have to have like guardrails around what's going to happen mm-hmm. um and in that sense the plot was it existed yeah um you know there was like a slimy career politician guy who was sort of like pulling the strings and making things happen uh you got david spade just being sort of the the smarmy career guy who's trying to move up mm-hmm. none of it matters None of it matters. No. This movie is a, it's 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 like a Cheeto puff with no cheese on it. Yeah, you know. I love the junk uh. food like Diet Coke and Cheeto puff. Like that, that's perfect. It, this isn't even junk food. It's like non-food. It's knockoff junk. It's food. a rice cake. Yeah. It's it's a Cheeto puff with no cheese puff on it. That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you're exactly right. No, I was. It's it's just it's. Air it's an undusted Cheeto puff. that you eat. <laughs> you know, it's like this one just like either all the puff got like rubbed off of it in the bag, or you got a faulty bag that ne- never got puffed. You got a faulty puff. You got a faulty puff. Yeah. Um, <laughs> much like Chris Farley in this movie, he got a faulty puff. Yeah. You know exactly. <laughs> uh, why did the police car have NOS? I don't know. Yeah. Does it matter? Yeah. No. Um, this movie is a pimple on the ass of progress. I honestly. <laughs> cannot rate this movie in good conscience. Like, this is like a... You're not giving it a rating? I I have to give this a 5 out of 10 oh. purely because I have no strong thoughts about this one way or another. Oh. Dead middle. Yeah. Okay. I'm at a 4. Uh, I'm, I'm just a little bit below that, but the, the only... One, I miss Chris Farley. Mm-hmm. Two, I miss Gary Busey. Yeah. And he's still alive. He's still alive. Yeah. yeah. Gary but, Busey, he misses Gary Busey. Mm-hmm. But he has the best lines in this whole thing. Like and the best teeth. Yes. And really, they just have, you know, they go out to um, their, their place in the woods, and they just have a series of happenings. And they have a whole long one, really too long, about a bat. And they mm-hmm. didn't do better than Great Outdoors, which had... Uh, the same the exact thing, yeah. only yeah. done much better and much funnier. Yeah. Like, I've seen two people uh, get scared of a bat and try and get it out of a house, and this was not it. Yeah. I don't know if this is supposed to be an homage. Now, to your point about this being just a series of just, like, events yeah. in the woods, I was looking up um, facts about this movie, and the guy who wrote it, basically, same thing we were talking about. He owed Paramount a movie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, you have until midnight tonight to get us the script. And he just, like, rushed yeah. and got it in within, like, 15 minutes of the deadline. It shows. It that's that He was just throwing shit at the wall and mm-hmm. being like, here's a script. Yep. Here you go. They're in the woods. They're doing shit in the woods. Oh, now he's asleep, so he's going to go to Seattle. Yeah, now Chris Farley's going to pull out a gun and put it to David Spade's head. And there's Gary Busey with a grenade launcher. Yes. You this know, it's a, like a dream you have after too much bad, like, Thai food and spicy food. It's like, this is a nightmare. This is too a 40-page script. Yeah. Just 40 pages. Like, yeah. Well, it's a treatment. This is like when you have those uh, undusted Cheeto puffs and go straight to bed. You're going to have a mm-hmm. nightmare. That's right. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, th- it did really nothing for me. It, w- it was echoes of Tommy Boy. They just, it's like every uh, sequel that they're doing now, we just mentioned it, like Super Troopers 2, Anchorman 2, Joe Dirt 2, uh, I, I don't know what other ones, but they're just uh, shadows of their former selves. Pitch and that's perfect exactly... Too. That one's delightful. You shut your mouth. <laughs> I don't even remember it. Actually, I do remember that. That was a good one. I enjoyed it. It was all right. It was fine. Yeah. 
but it's better this, than a five out. <laughs> yeah, for sure. This was just not great. I enjoyed every time Gary Busey was on on screen. Um, just those chompers and his lines that he delivered, which I'm like, he wrote all those himself. Mm-hmm. Think about how how easy it is for him to chew scenery with those teeth. That's true. That is <laughs> That's just true. an instant bite rate. Do you think he was out there like just building a dam? <laughs> and they were filming in the woods, and he just happened to be there. Yeah, and that's an image I, I enjoy a lot of him just chowing through a dam. Gary Busey is a beaver. And just kind of patting him down with his tail. <laughs> also, we had, like, totally randomly, I totally for, I forgot about this. Uh, at the beginning, he's, like, a, a rec center guy, and he, like, meets some new kid. He's like, hey, I'll help you out. You got a hell of a throwing You got a hell of an arm. Nothing about just, that kid the entire time. Just one phone call, like, <laughs> "Hey man, I'm sorry, I forgot." Okay, well, he was on a bench and he was just sad. He walked away. Totally forgot about that kid again until the very end. Movie, yeah. And I'm like, "Oh, does have man?" That was done poorly. <laughs> that was handled oh, right. very poorly. That yeah. was why. Yeah. So I, I don't have anything else to say about this. This is a four. No, thank you. It's yeah. it's hard to add context. Mm-hmm. It's just hard to like. Yeah. It feels like I also saw in Wayne's World 2, Chris Farley was playing a, a roadie mm-hmm. and running around backstage. And was, he did the same thing in this. He just put on a hat and was acting like security and yeah. was yelling at people. Just uh, where he's falling down the mountain where he trips and he's like, oh my God. Oh, thank you, Roots, for holding. Oh God, I'm falling anymore. Like, I kept thinking, I was like, do I remember? Does he meet some like. A hot girl at this cabin or something? Does this anything advance the plot? And he got down there and he just shoved it in the mail slot and then left. I was like, "Was wait, was yeah. that it? How was it?" But eventually, the roof gets sheared off of their cabin mm-hmm. for reasons inexplicably. Yeah. Yep. Inexplicably. Yeah. This uh, so not to get too dark, but isn't that kind of like one of Chris Farley's? You know, one of the things that drove him to drugs and depression was like. He was the guy that was just falling down a mountain. Well, and it's interesting because I saw an interview with Bob Odenkirk, who, you know, Better Call Saul, mm-hmm. and he was, uh, he was a writer. a big, big SNL guy, yeah. Yeah, and he he wrote the Matt Foley, the, you know, living a van down by the river sketch. That was him. Um, but somebody else, I forget who he said, wrote the Chippendales that skit with Patrick Swayze. And he talked about how angry he was at that skit because of how it ended, where it was like, you know, the joke was that, you know, Pat Swayze and Chris Farley, like the obvious joke was they're competing for the same position. And, but at the end of it, it was like they, the payoff is, I think it's Kevin Nealon tells Farley, like, you're, we're not going to hire you, of course, because you're fat and disgusting and you're just a, you know, blob of a human or whatever. And it's like, and, you know, Odenkirk was like, well, that's not even like how you pay off that joke. The joke is Farley. It's not funny. Yeah. He, Farley gets the job, of course. It's like, we know, yeah, of course you're going to get it, you know. It's like, you know, Swayze, get out of here, you know, lean dancer. Like, no, no, we're going with this guy. You're you're the face of Chippendale. That's how you pay the joke off. Yeah. And, but he was pissed because of like, well, that's going to feed into, into Farley's insecurity. And it's going to, because it's like, it's just, it's, you know, it's a very obvious insult to him on camera. And so he and Farley were like best buddies from like Second City and all that. And so he was, he was frustrated at that. And and I know Farley was eventually getting frustrated at the idea of being like the fat guy who takes the pratfalls. He was tired of playing that. Yeah. So and it, it shows in this movie that he was tired of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah. This this contributed to his. I think the quality of movies he was getting contributed to it, his it decline. Felt, it felt tired. Yeah. And then I think after this was maybe like Beverly Hills Ninja. Ninja. Yeah. yeah. What other 
What other films was he in? I mean, Tommy Boy, I remember, was big, mm-hmm. and it was, like, super popular. But what was, was he in any other ones? Almost there? Heroes. There was a couple more that came out after this. Yeah, because Almost Heroes, That's isn't that the one where he's doing the Lewis and Clark bit? Yeah, that's Lewis and Clark. Yeah. And then um, I know he was in Dirty Work with Norm MacDonald. Which I feel like, I I feel like there was an exact falling down a hill bit in Almost Heroes. Yeah. Like... Mm-hmm. It, they, they just cooked up the same stuff for him over they and just, over. They just put him in the same can yeah. over and over. And he was such a great comedic actor. Yeah. You know? And he, he was gifted at the Pratt Falls, but, I mean, yeah, he, he could have done other stuff, too. His level of energy, which, great, mm-hmm. cocaine, yeah. you know, attributed mm-hmm. to a lot of that. Mm-hmm. But, like, he just had such a, a good, inherent, like, comedic timing. Yeah. Know? It uh, sucks to see him waste on this. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Especially when you know how the story turns out. Yeah. Um... And same for David Spade. He's also funny. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And he, he played be. basically the exact same role. Same guy he always he played. He did mm-hmm. in Tommy Boy. Yeah. Which was, uh, you said it, smarmy. He was mm-hmm. a smarmy this, or he's a smarmy that. He was always smarmy. Smarmy. Just, yeah. And apparently Farley complained to the filmmakers of that they want, they desperately wanted this to be a Farley and Spade movie, but Farley said correctly, I think, that he said the real dynamic which should be between him and his brother and them and their relationship. Yeah. And make it, like, still a funny movie, but then explore, like, what the differences are in them as people, you know. Yeah, why are they from the same family? It's so vastly different. Yeah. So that would have been a more interesting movie. That would have been an interesting movie. It couldn't have been less interesting (laughs) than what we see here. Ooh. It would be great if it was another, like, switched at birth with the Lily Tomlin and... uh, (laughs) They both have twins. uh, Yeah. (laughs) And the other Tim Matheson is like mm -hmm. a lazy ass, and the other Chris Farley is like a badass. Exactly. (laughs) I just fixed this movie. (laughs) (laughs) Um, But, yeah, to me, this feels like a couple of SNL skits recurring, but built up into a movie. There's not enough material here to justify a movie. Yeah. Um, You know, a lot of the... Like what you guys have said, I have here that like a lot of the physical comedy, the slapsticks, the pratfalls have nothing to do with the movie, the bat sequence that goes on forever. It's just shoehorned in. Um, you know, it's like the roof getting sheared off of their cabin. Just nothing to do with it. Both the actors seem bored. You know, I mean, it's like if Gary Busey with a grenade launcher can't save the movie, that's a bad sign. Mm-hmm. So for me, this is a 4.5 out of 10. So. Really? Do you land it on a 4.5? Mm-hmm. I was a 5 and you were a 4? Yeah. Mm-hmm. God damn. We, meet we have spent too much time together. Yeah, we're like old, like an old married thruple. We're basically, we're the, we're the same people. Yeah. Finish each other's sandwiches. We just kind of pass around the same brain. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but yeah, very, very disappointing film. Just poop back and forth together. But <laughs> just <laughs> back and forth. Yeah. But you know, so you know, it's like I, I'm glad that we have movies like this just to help mix it up, and it's, it's interesting to no, discuss. No, you know it. who's glad to have movies like this? Comedy Central, exactly, because they have to fill programming with something. Yeah, and Futurama episodes can only do so much. Like you say, this is a rice cake. It just it's there. It it is there because you technically need to eat something, mm-hmm. and. You're not going to eat anything calorically you, dense. You're just going to smear some peanut butter on a rice cake and mm-hmm. fucking live with it. You yeah. can't have dead air. Just every... Dead air. You know, after mm-hmm. showing the, the film for seven to eight minutes, you need three, four minutes of commercials. Yeah. That's, you know... There you go. You really... You got to feed the monkey. Yeah. You just that. got two whole hours of programming mm-hmm. out of this movie. Yeah, out of this 86-minute movie. Mm-hmm. Gross. Disgusting. <laughs> um... But 86 minutes, not even 90 minutes. Yeah. Christ. And it, and it felt like a struggle at 86 minutes to me. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this has been another episode of Cinema Vino. Uh, we thank you guys very much. This is our summer of chaos. Not a rice cake. Not a rice cake. 
Um, Undusted Cheeto. Mm-hmm. Hopefully next. Uh, That's a band name. That is. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hopefully next episode we'll get uh, Tay back. Um, and yeah, Olivares, Rosé of Garnacha. Look for it. 10 to $15 range at your wine store. Uh, really good every day. Tasty. Spanish Rosé. Yeah. Not wet, not dry. Yeah. Uh, next up, I believe we're doing Amadeus after Black Sheep. Amadeus, 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 Amadeus. Oh. I guess we got to stop. I've already watched it. Rock me, Amadeus. I need to go back. It's been a long time for me. Excellent. So I like it when he farts. <laughs> That's ironically the first scene I think of from that movie. <laughs> um, but that we'll discuss that another time. And then after that, we've, we're doing Young Einstein. Um, I think after that we've got Bloodsport. Oh yeah, oh right. yeah, Fuck Damn. Yeah. I think that's we're doing that episode around my birthday, mm-hmm. which I'm super excited about because Bloodsport is one of my favorites. Oh, when's your birthday? Bloodsport. <laughs> what year? Every year. Bloodsport. What's the last four of your uh, social? Six six nine nine seven. Ooh, six nine six nine. <laughs> but great movies. Only drunker. Um, and we will see you guys next time. Oh, bye. Be sure to listen, rate, and subscribe at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CastBox, or wherever you listen to podcasts. Our website is at cinemavino.net, and reviews of these films can be found at toddwaffordmovies.com.